why would you try to do Firefest again? Just because the publicity, like it's almost the most famous festival, more famous than say Coachella, because everyone is, hears about it. It is the most iconic festival that never was. Totally. So you could I have it. plans to create the iconic music festival. But you ain't hear from me. Oh, <laughs> The lifestyle, I'm trying to kick it with you right now, right now It's the lifestyle, the lifestyle, I'm trying to ball up with you right now, right now What's going on, Travelers? Your main man, Just GQ here, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. First, some housekeeping tips. A few of you all have reached out to let us know that our episodes are not updating on Spotify. That is some we're having some feed difficulties. I promise you I am working as hard as I can to get those done to get those fixed and everything. So I would expect those to be cool within the next week. It looks like there is about there's missing we're missing about three or four episodes on there. So I just want to address that head on so that one, that y'all can stop telling me because I know. And <laughs> and two, to let you know that we're working to fix that. That being said, what I need you all to do is to listen to us on Apple Podcasts. And if the Travel Guys has been a blessing to you, if it has helped you in any way, then please consider leaving a rating and review or review. Well, and review. This helps us rise in the rankings and helps us be more visible to people who are looking to travel the world so that they can find our information. Can you do that for me? Please. And thank you. Definitely appreciate that. Message. Additionally, please follow us on Instagram at the Travel Guides, me at GQ50, International P at Y E S S U R O seven. Yes, sir. Last but not least, I do want to shout out our brothers over there at Urban Travel. Those of you, people continuously are asking about group trips and how can they see the world and they don't want to go alone. So they want to understand like when there's a group going. There is a group. The Urban Travel group is going to Cartagena from May 23rd to May 27th. I repeat, May 23rd to May 27th. Get your summer body together. Over Memorial Day weekend and go head on down to Colombia and live your best life. They're going down there. They've been there. They went last year. They had a couple private villas, <laughs> which is actually a great, a great segue <laughs> for today's episode. But they actually had villas that were available to the people. And it was a great time, you know, from what I saw and what I heard. I did not go. However, I might pull up on this one. We don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I've been to Columbia a few times, and I try not to no flex, and I try to not repeat. It's kind of what we would call it, traveler's arrogance or wanderlust arrogance, uh, just because you don't want to go back to the same place twice, because if you have if you have $1,000, like, would you go somewhere new, or would you go somewhere that you've already been before? I presume if you loved a place, then, because I, as I mentioned, I've been to Cartagena, I've been to Colombia multiple times, but I also worked down there as well. But I have been in Italy. I guess Italy and France are the exceptions to that, because I've probably been to those countries the most. And I don't need to go back anytime soon, to be all the way honest. <laughs> no shade, because great places, but I've just been there a lot. So neither here nor there. Check out the the brothers over at Urban Travel at U R B N T R V L basically urban travel without 
the vowels, except for the E at the end. That's neither here nor there. At Urban Travel. Holla at them. Now, at the top of the episode, what you heard may have been a familiar voice. That was the voice of Jeffrey Atkins, also known as the raspy rapper himself, Ja Rule. Ja Rule was approached by a TMZ reporter who inquired about the, wanted to know, understand his perspective in light of all of the fanfare, not fanfare, but all of the notoriety that Firefest has received in its resurgence via Netflix and Hulu. I do want to point out real quick before continuing that that was the proper use of notoriety. A lot of times people use notoriety in a positive sense when it is used in a very, it should be used in a very Al Capone-ish type of way, just for your addiction knowledge moving forward. Y'all are gross, those who laughed at that and childish. So for those of you who have had your head in the sand for the last however many weeks, at years, a couple years ago, Fire Festival was this amazing festival that was slated to go on. They had a lot of top acts, including, I believe, Ja Rule, Blink-182, Kanye, etc. Blink-182 is for some other folks. I don't really listen to them, but, you know, whatever. Some people were hype about it. They leveraged influencer marketing pretty heavily. So they went down to the beach. They had, like, this big beach party with a bunch of, like, the top supermodels at the time and just created a lot of social buzz and they got the they got the hype and they had they hyped up the prices and everything and then they they promised you these luxurious villas and all of these things turns out the infamous billy mcfarland who is the mastermind behind the whole thing but who also partnered with ja rule was running a scam the whole time and I don't know. I don't know how many of you all have watched the documentaries, but there are two. There's one, as I mentioned, one is on Netflix. One, I think it's called like Fire or something like that. That is more so. I would say it's non-bias, where they go through and they because Billy's not in it, and they and I watched that one up from wire to wire. I could. I mean, you want to talk about stress? <laughs> This was a stressful 90 minutes. I highly recommend it if you have nothing to do for like 90 minutes because that was, that was literally what my situation was. I had a place to be, but I had about an hour and a half block, and I was like, screw it. I'm about to tune into this because I've been hearing people talking about it. And the memes with the guy who's going to take one for the team makes make a lot more sense after you watch the documentary. It was so stressful, bro. Like, I mean, the, just to watch the, the build, because you're kind of like, it takes you on an emotional roller coaster where you, you're, you're trying to, you're seeing how the festival is building up a lot of momentum. It's building a lot of intrigue. I'll be honest. I remember being, I remember one of my boys showing me the, the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks lit. I would definitely go to this. And I remember the thought, the thoughts that were going through my mind were, this is a lot of money. As we know, I don't like spending that for just a music festival on a place I have never been to, which it was supposed to take place on a private island on Pablo Escobar, also a notorious figure. Notice that derivative of notoriety. On his private island, 
it ended up being <laughs> being down the street from a sale uh, from a sandals resort. <laughs> so, for those of you keeping score at home, not Pablo Escobar's private island. And I, I was just like, I don't think I'm gonna do it. I think I'd rather go to a, to another place and just do whatever. But it sounds like it's two of my favorite things and uh, three, three of my favorite things mashed up into one. It's music, it's travel, and we know we all love a little exclusivity. So like those three things mashed up, I was like, okay. I was like, I could I could get with it, but I don't do luxury <laughs> a lot. I try to do enough, and then I figure the rest out and make sure that I'm comfortable. Comfort is what I can do, but luxury I don't, I don't need to do the over the top. And this was very much an over the top type of festival. The one on Netflix, I watched a little bit of it, but the one on Netflix has Billy in it. And so I remember thinking like three quarters of the way through the the Netflix version, I was like, this would be the ultimate swindle if Billy McFarland produced this whole thing and was telling us about his his failure and was getting paid off of every stream. Like that would be crazy. That would make me almost respect him. Like respect his his hustle a little bit. Just cause that would be that would have been like the ultimate like woo swindle. But he wasn't. Spoiler alert. In the but he is star not starring but he he is in the the Hulu version. So I need to watch that all the way through. But they were give they were allowing him to give his kind of testimony on everything and just like talk about talk about it from his perspective because it was very anti Billy in the in the first one. People were very complimentary of him, but it basically were just saying like this guy is a crook. <laughs> like he'll he'll take your money. He had a bunch of shell businesses where there were there was nothing to them, um, and I, I think it was just it was interesting to 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 hear the thing. I felt it was it was comedic for a while. You know, you're stressed out, but it's like it's kind of funny because it's like man, these like these rich kids are really going down here and paying like not the general admission ticket, like which was I believe was like. 20, I think it was like 25, it was like 2,500 or something like that. For what I understood as like an all-inclusive situation. But they're paying like 10 racks for like these luxury villas and like all this stuff. And it was just like, it was kind of funny. But then I remember what hit home for me was they dipped out. when the So everybody got to the Sandals Resort, realized that it wasn't what it was. It was a very shoddy operation. Axe started to pull out. And they canceled the festival, but they had an island full of people. So they, so people were trying to, like, get out. I still don't understand how somebody didn't just whoop Billy. Like, that was the first thing I was like, somebody about to slap this man. And it never happened. I don't, I still don't understand what that is. You take me to <laughs> an island that where I don't have a return flight, no food, no water. I'm putting hands on you. I'm, t- I'm telling you straight <laughs> I'm telling you straight up. Let me, point me to the office I will figure it out for myself. We'll get that. We'll get that taken care of real fast. But it never happened. And I think what what brought it home for me was they had a testimonial from this lovely woman who ha- had been working very hard providing food at the resort for the for the crews, for the people that were there, for Billy and crew, and they weren't. They they didn't get paid. They were not compensated. None of the island workers were compensated at all, which is weak. And they were trying to push for this festival for weeks, for months. 
so that was a little disheartening, and that kind of humanized the whole documentary for me a bit. I have heard, though, that, well, they, they said the most poignant period in, the, in her testimonial was when she said that she reached into her life savings and she basically gutted her life savings so that she could pay the people who were working for her because obviously she's a resident and these people she was going to see these people every day and she didn't want to do them wrong so she emptied out her her savings and i think she said her savings were like fifty thousand bucks or something like that i have heard i have not substantiated this but i have heard that she set up a gofundme when the when the um documentary came out and that she's north of 150 now so i think she's cool i think she's recovered but still, it was just when you're watching it, just like, and if you've already seen it, if you go back and watch it, like, it, I, that was just part of, that was just what, what got me. Like, I was like, oh, man, I was like, this isn't totally satire. Like, this, there were real people that were involved in this train wreck, and I feel badly about that. All of that said, <laughs> Ja Rule plans to bring you and your closest friends the fire festival the fire festival that you never received that's what that's what these reports are saying that's what you that's what you heard him say and i just can't imagine i i literally cannot imagine what the reception would be like would there be some fools who would who would say i'm i'm about to go or would there be people who would say, absolutely, I'm not going to, I would never trust you with anything again. I'm not going to this. I want no parts of this. The, the pragmatist in me says that if they messed up so badly the first time, they would have no choice but to make sure that this was airtight this time. Like, it's kind of like when, I don't know, like a spirit or an allegiant, allegiant keeps coming to mind, no shade, of they have, they've had engine problems. The, I feel like the best time to ride or to fly them would be right after they had engine problems because they are so they're under the microscope of the code of I don't know like TSA to where they have to I don't know what the presiding organization is called I just know TSA but just know it's like the presiding organization making sure that everything is running everything is copacetic with the planes they're going to be under under the guise and under the microscope of the of that organization. So they're going to make sure that all their T's are crossed and all their I's are dotted. So that's a great time. And they're probably offering a, a discount on, on flights on top of that. So, I mean, that's beautiful. So that that side of me says if they're going to do a, another fire fest like this would be it, it might be it might be legit. Let the pendulum swing again. And I know that they said the Titanic was about to set sail again and i would absolutely absolutely never get on that i would never ever 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 rather fly would the would the meme say i'd rather fly spirit than to get on that ship so i i don't i don't know and this feels like very very much like the titanic of music festivals in my mind but i don't know i think they i, I felt a bit insulted y'all know i hold coachella near and dear to my heart go every year just about and when they were when the when the reporter obviously is trying to get a reaction out of Mr. Atkins or Mr. Rule to those of you who are murdering affiliates, but Coachella is just such a smooth operation. Like every year, I just feel like it gets like tighter and tighter, and I think that's why there's among the music festival community there's a 
a resentment to, or there was a resentment, and they spoke about it in the documentary, to Billy and Job because they were just coming out the gate and were like, we're about to throw a music festival and basically saying that it was easy or insinuating that it would be easy for them to do. And there's a lot of logistical pieces that go into these things. I remember the, the whole time I was watching, I was like, I don't understand how they're making money off of this. Like, I don't understand. I'm, I feel like they're not charging people enough in order to protect their profit in all of this. And I mean, obviously, there was absolutely no money made and a whole lot of money lost. So I think that's that's neither here nor there. But like with the, you know, hats off to the to the Coachella folks, because they just they it's a it's a top notch performance or top notch festival every year. Every year it's it's awesome. So I, I just I don't know that I would say I will put <laughs> maybe the the type of publicity that for this flash in the pan that Firefest is getting is comparable to Coachella, but Coachella is just every year, every year. And I, I would say Coachella is the premier music festival in my mind. That like when I think about them, I think about Coachella, I think about Lollapalooza, which is young AF, and if you are over the age of 25, I implore you to not go because <laughs> there's drunk 18-year-olds walking around, falling all over you, which is no one likes. Security really needs to do a better job there. They just really need to like tighten that whole situation up. But that's just that's just an opinion of one. I've been to Lala a couple of times. I went once for like a full day the year that Chance performed, but I really, I think being in Chicago, it was convenient. It was just like a concert series that was going on. I could go. I really wanted to see the Chili Peppers. I'm a big Chili Peppers fan. And they were performing. They were closing out the show. And I was able to, like, hawk a dude who was selling t- selling a pass. Ended up beating him up on the price because it was not physically beating him up. But just, like, I told him I had 60 bucks, 50 bucks, and I wasn't paying any more than that. And I waited until they were a song in, and there were no other buyers. And then he came down fifty bucks to meet me at my sixty, at my fifty sixty. And then I like went in. So it was it was beautiful. That was a great negotiation <laughs> for me. It ended up being a VIP pass, which is even better. So free drinks and food, yay value. But I'm honestly curious if people would go. There's a new. It, it was it's a very weird festival, but it's called Kaboo. I guess it's for I guess part of the travel guys demographic falls in that but this is like supposed to be and older folks like not older folks but like i think they defined it as 35 to 50 as like the the target audience and it's people who basically want to go to a music festival without the riffraff you know <laughs> and but the the founder of the kaboo fest basically just told Ja Rule he was he was quoted on one of the one of the rags and he was just saying like he should stay in his own lane and you know the he's a he's a great rapper uh he's definitely delivered us a lot of hits but that he should just stay in his own lane they've lost all credibility he spoke to the Bahamian workers that were not compensated which I think that we all agree is is wrong so I I get it. I just I'm just curious what they're gonna do and how because I know at the at the conclusion one thing that was jarring was at the conclusion of the Netflix documentary. This is after well I guess after the 
the, at the conclusion of the festival portion of the Netflix documentary. They're, they come into the office on Monday. They're having a conference call to debrief on what happened. Ja Rule is adamant because this because Fire Festival was birthed from an app that was supposed to make it easy to book acts. One an app that <laughs> Damon Wayans Jr., who is one uh, one of uh, the shows of which I'm a part of the cult following and Happy Endings that is no longer on the air and New Girl, he has launched this app. He's taken this idea and run with it, and now he's making it very easy for you to book acts for everything from a birthday party to a bar mitzvah to a corporate event. He's just making it very easy. So this that's where Firefest was birthed from. Ja Rule was very much in line in the school of thought of we're gonna preserve this app and we're going to we need to press on. This is a a hiccup. This is a bump in the road, but it's not over X, Y, Z. So it's not implausible for me to think that he would want to do something, capitalize on this momentum that they have, on this curiosity that they have, that I would honestly posit is very largely based on public perception. Because if they drop this fire lineup for Fire Festival, no pun intended, and they've got everybody on it, and they're like, this is an airtight event, I think it's very much, they're going to toss it up to the people, and if the people jump on it, and they're like, yo, we on. I think that it would be a smash hit. I think everybody would jump on it, and whether it would be executed properly, it remains to be seen. However, I do think that they would sell some tickets. They would sell some passes. If they were going to make good on, and hopefully come down on the price a little bit, but probably not. I think that, that that I think they would make they would make some coins off of that. I think people would definitely go for that. But I don't know. And for those of you trying to figure out where my head is at, I have no idea. I don't think I, I lean to know. <laughs> I might depend on where it was, I might go to the place and just happen to be there as if it was a place I hadn't been and then like try to finesse a ticket last minute. But I don't think that I would I'm not I can't depend on them to house me, to feed me, to do anything. So I'm I'm kinda tight on that i'm working on there's somebody who i know a friend of a friend who went to fire festival and i'm trying to track them down but i don't know because i just want to i just want to understand i just want to understand like what it was like firsthand and then if like how true the documentary was yeah how, how true the documentary is and if she would go back if she would do try it again if there was an opportunity to do so i don't know we'll see Shifting gears a little bit, for those of you who think this is an intriguing idea as far as traveling and going abroad, and you're like, man, I wish that there was there were festivals that had dope acts in other countries so I could tag I could tie it into a an international trip. Man, I wish that exists. Maybe that's a business opportunity. Maybe that's something that should exist. I'm here to tell you that it does. So we've actually featured some a couple of people that have gone to Afropunk in South Africa. And Afropunk as a whole has been spreading in popularity and in the places that they've, that they've been having their festivals. I know that this year they're going to have one in 
Brooklyn as well as in Paris and Joburg again and then London also. But I think it just depends on what you're what you're looking for. Like some people I'm not big into EDM. EDM is one of the I literally will only listen to it when I'm in the gym and only when I need a boost and that's about it. I Coachella helped to get me kind of acclimated to EDM as a whole. So like now I know who Kygo is. I thought Kygo was an entire group. It apparently is one dude who's a DJ and you know his music is is kind of popping. So like I will listen to Kygo from time to time and he he partners with a lot of my um with some with some of my some artists I like. But when you think about like Ultra in Miami and there's there's some of that their EDM fest across the across the world like I think about I think about Tomorrowland in Belgium and I think about ADE in Amsterdam and these are kind of the the thoughts that are the festivals that come to my mind personally but I remember the first time I knew that there were these festivals that were international was Glastonbury when I saw Kanye perform at it a few years ago and I was like oh I wonder what Glastonbury is and then I remember looking into it and being like oh okay this is like like a Coachella out there and I think that was I forgot when it was it was like during the Yeezus time period I believe but I think there's a lot of there are opportunities for you to look and you can roll in tra- international travel with a love of music and a love of music festivals and you can get as weird as you want to you know what I mean <laughs> just like be safe Go with people who you know, or meet some people that you trust, who are worthy of being trusted, I should say. And just make sure that you're good. Make sure that you protect your experience. Make sure that it is worthwhile for you. That's my my two cents on it. I was gonna wait and drop an episode because we've got some episodes that are in the in the queue. But I saw that Ja Rule clip and I was like, absolutely not. I was like, we gotta we gotta address this. We gotta talk about this because I'm actually curious what you're all thoughts are like would you all go to another fire fest what, is that something that you all would be interested in do, do you think it would be a, an A1 type of situation or do you think it would be whack you think it would be trash again do you think people would be in hurricane tents and you know disguised as villas with wet mattresses and all that action like what, what I'm curious what your all's thoughts are so I think these are. This is just helpful to a helpful exercise for you all to think through, because then when you are faced with such a choice, you've already thought through it. You've already thought about the pros and cons, and you know if you need to have your money ready or if you need to firmly, firmly have your money in your savings accounts. As always, thank y'all for tuning in. Again, please subscribe, rate, and review. On Apple Podcasts, specifically. In the interim, while we're getting the Spotify situation all situated, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on Instagram, at the Travel Guys at GQ50, at Y-E-S-S-U-R-07. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening. Oh, my bad. Let me acknowledge the fact that we got some new theme music as well. Theme song is Lifestyle, performed by Revenge of the Nerds.